would... L- <sighs> yes? I've decided to be honest. A good thing, yeah. Yeah. Um, I've, I've elected the way of transparency. Mm. Every so often... I, and I'm just my 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 last okay in the last episode we talked a lot about preamble we preambled about preamble <laughs> we did uh this time I'm going to preamble but I'm going to preamble about it's gonna be like on topic for sure. the movie we're reviewing okay um yeah um I every so often never both of us for the most part unless it's like a new release that we're both you know, we're like, mm. ugh, unless it's like cats. Um, <laughs> typically, going into, because of the way we do our votes, if it's a new release, it's a new release that at least one of us is very excited for. Usually, right. both of us moderately anticipating the film. Yeah. Um, and if it's a vote, it can be hit or miss. Um, typically, always one of us because... You know, we choose, we we sort of collectively choose what the movie options are going to be for the vote. Mm. One of us is always a fan of the movie. Sure. Right? Um, Sometimes the other person who did not put forth the winning option (laughs) can go into an episode dreading it. Can kind of go into, Mm. maybe not going into the episode dreading it, but can go into having to sit down and watch the movie you know, and review it, we can dread that a little bit. We're like, yeah, we're like, ah, ah, (laughs) if I wasn't obligated to sit down, if I didn't feel obligated to sit down and review this, there's no way that I would. Mm. Um, that was kind of this movie for me. Really? Yeah. And, and not because I think it's not because I had some kind of preconceived notion of it being a bad movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd seen it once before, and uh, and I didn't think it was a bad movie by any means, mm-hmm. right? I kind of, and I've been thinking about this all day. <laughs> it's kind of like, for me, I just, I'm just, I was just like, okay, my, my, thoughts, my thoughts on Goodwill Hunting for a long time have been, okay, yeah, I get it. <laughs> shut up already like yeah okay it's 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 yeah it's a great film like mm-hmm. enough right kind of like when judy's you know is like well my little tommy scored such so came home with the gold medal and you know right. and tommy is going for a skull yeah, okay judy <laughs> but even jesus wants to punch tommy in the face so <laughs> nobody likes your child right we get it. We get, he's extremely talented. He's very gifted. Right. But shut up about your stupid child. Um, and that was right. kind of that has been my, um, that was my that's been my relationship for a long time with Goodwill Hunting, mm. and it was certainly indicative of my, uh, my my thought process going in to sit down and watch Goodwill Hunting. Mm. Wow. Well, and welcome. That is a teaser if I've ever heard one. Yeah. Yeah, and I won't tell you how it turned out. That's just, that is, that is, you know, I mean, I will. I'm not, I'm not going to tell you right <laughs> Tune now. Tune in next week. I'm not, I'm not showing you my whole hand as no. kind of a, you know. Of course. Uh, but yeah. So. Hello and welcome to the Movie Men Podcast. I am Peter. That is Brady. And uh, 
Or Captain Hot Take, as we... <laughs> I would... That's not even wrong. Like, I think that's pretty pretty accurate. I We both have hot takes, but yes. I would say... Um, I would say more often, like, if, if someone came to the two of us as mm-hmm. a duo... Yes. ...and said quick i'm gonna need a hot take right. i would be i would be the more reliable option oh yes i probably have one up my sleeve you're you you do the hot takes the six days of the week and then the day that you need off i show up and and give a hot take so we both do it mm-hmm. but um yeah, but yeah we hot continue take. hot we con- hot take <laughs> a hot a, a person who who is prolific in hot takes is just a nicer way of saying a real shit disturber. <laughs> I, Someone who just likes to get in there and stir the pot. I mean, maybe. Controversy. <laughs> Perhaps. Uh, it's hard to yeah. say. Yeah. Uh, but we continue our journey. We have a system. If you're new to us, if you're regulars, then you're you're familiar. But we're going year by year in film. We have some options. And for each year, we do a few different votes. This was a vote. Obviously, and it was the final vote for 1997. We had Austin Powers, Men in Black, Liar Liar, and the aforementioned Goodwill Hunting. I had no doubt. Also, I had no doubt. Like, the other three options just felt like formalities. I don't think I had an idea going in, but it was pretty clear, yeah. Like, I was pretty aware early on that it was going a certain direction right yeah Yeah. well it's just because it's so it's again it's goodwill hunting i know it's it's iconic i know okay so i've seen half of these films i've seen liar liar so i thought there might be enough of a following to do that i know i haven't seen it but i know men in black is popular and i know austin powers is popular so i thought there might be a bit of a balance but it was pretty clear the people and the Patreon voters, they both just steamrolled this thing and just like pushed it over the finish line. But here's the thing. I think you would be top 15, top 10, eh, top 10, no, top 15 or top 20. I think you would be hard pressed to find a, maybe not an individual's, but sort of like an aggregated top 15 or top 20 movie list. Mm-hmm that didn't have Goodwill Hunting either on it or as a runner-up. Sure, yeah, that's fair. Yeah, the others Whereas are the popular, others, but not yeah, necessarily... Yeah, nobody's, nobody's putting Austin Powers right. yeah, that's, on, that's on the true. top 20 greatest films ever yeah. made. And same Sorry with, like, Liar, Liar. It's like, okay, Jim, uh, Jim Carrey's great. Yeah, comedy classic. Comedy but, classic, but, yeah, yeah that's true. Does, yeah, it's cut from... Goodwill Hunting is cut from a different... Goodwill Hunting is Oscar bait. Mm-hmm. Yeah, to oh, an extent. Sure. Yep. Right. Yep. It's 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 just more of a yeah. Anyways, yeah. do you have trivia, sir? Well, since you asked. Oh dang, that was loud. Woo. It was. Woo. It was. The My guy goodness. that the guy that edits the podcast is. <laughs> God bless him, because that probably was probably going to be pissed off. <laughs> that dial got a little bit turned up. Jeez. Woo. Oh man. Uh, okay. You know, you're lucky this is just a podcast because there's like, <laughs> there are professions where that, you know, having not checked your equipment right. prior to, right. you know, right. if you're, if you're, if you're paging from the, from the pilot's cabin, <laughs> from the cockpit, <laughs> whoa, sorry, passengers, that, uh, 
That dial got just turned right up, didn't it? <laughs> Sorry, boys. Yeah. Uh, okay. It's going to boil down to two questions this week. But before I get to them, well, huh, you know what? I think it'll serve best if I ask them and then I'll get my just stuff I want to share off my chest. Okay. So, the f- there, there are multiple choice to differing degrees. You'll see where I'm going with that. Okay. The first one is... Actually, you know what? I think I'm going to challenge you with this one. I want you to just see if you can tell me. And I'll give you hints, but I think it's more fun if I try and make you squirm. So, I'm I'm glad you thought this all the way through before starting. I I was bouncing around with it a lot today, and I think I've come to this decision. Okay. So, this film, Goodwill Hunting, you already said it. It it was it had some Oscar bait going for it. Yeah. Um, you know, no no stranger to Oscar nominations. It actually had quite a few quite a few indeed i can list them out to you but i don't necessarily have to but there's five in particular five nominations and they all have something in common and i want you to tell me what they had in common okay and this is just leading to a conversation bit so i i i will all spoon feed you a little bit where i'm wanting to go with this but think about the year that this would have been in oscars what what other films came out in the same year? Oh, 90s. Okay, Austin Powers. We've established yeah. that. Uh, <laughs> what Oscar Beatty movies would have come oh, okay. out in 97? Okay. Con Air. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yep. If there's if there's an award for worst hair. <laughs> oh. Uh, for, sorry, for the record, Goodwill Hunting got nine nominations, but five of them had something in common. Okay. Uh, oh, and I just have to... Is it a multiple choice, or I just have to... You just have to tell me. You, you Use oh, your shit. gut instincts. Um, are you going to tell me what the nominations were? Best like the, Picture, Best... Best picture, best directing, uh, best original dramatic score, best original song, best film editing. They're all the best of something. Yeah. Well, that's what they have in common. Well, yeah. I, listen, this it, is more than that. Yeah, there's more than that. They all lost to Titanic. So just think really? about it. Five out of your nine Oscar, you got nine Oscar nominations, and like half of them all went to another film. So it's just incredible that uh, there's just <sighs> five times, five times. When they opened the envelope and said, and the Academy Award goes to, and Matt Damon and Ben Affleck sat there and went, oh, for... <laughs> no kidding. That's what I mean. Like, Glancing over at DiCaprio, you son of a... <laughs> well, not him specifically. He didn't even get one, to be honest. No, he should well, have. That's a moment yeah. for the My point is... Really? Okay, whoa, 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 whoa. Really? That's wild. Yes. Best no, 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 oh. no, 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 the Titanic thing. You think... Like, DiCaprio has had many Oscar-worthy performances. Would you argue he should he should have gotten one for Titanic? I will, but I will say that is bias. I would agree that there are far more deserving ones that didn't get it. Yeah. So, like, if we made a list, it would be probably near the bottom. But Right. Like, he's good in Titanic. Yes. But he's, I don't, you know. Yeah. 
Yeah. I would say Kate Winslet is better in Titanic than he is. And she got an Oscar nom. So, I mean, yeah. maybe that makes sense then. Yeah, okay. Maybe that makes sense. But my point is, I'm not sure, like, it, Oscars, it all comes down to what is your, comp- like, what are you competing against that here? And oh, yeah. We'll get into this a bit later in the episode. See, people I, get angry. And oh, we'll talk about this in two weeks when we do sure. our Oscar episode. 100%. Three weeks? Three weeks. But mm-hmm. people get really pissed off because for some reason, everyone thinks that the Oscars exist in a vacuum. Mm-hmm. And that, and that you'd be like, well, this film deserved an Oscar. Or, you know, right. he, he deserved an Oscar for that. Well, sure. But many other films came out that year and someone else just happened to, you know, yeah, sure. DiCaprio brought his A game this mm-hmm. year in this film. Right. What just so happens is so did someone else. Yeah. And it happened to edge him out. Right. Yep. You know, so when people are like, oh, he was snubbed. Well, no. No, he wasn't. Mm-hmm. And no one's saying that he wasn't incredible. And an Oscar nomination is not something to turn your nose, just because you don't win. Oh, An yeah. Oscar nomination is nothing to turn your nose up at. Right. So, anyways. Yeah. No, yeah. it's, I'm, I'm showing my cards a little bit here, but nine Oscar noms is amazing. Five went mm-hmm. to Titanic. So, like you said, like, probably every point in this night, they're like, son of a gun. Like, come you on. friggin', yeah. <laughs> like, come on, James Cameron. Couldn't you have done this last year? Um, so, five went to Titanic. One went to As Good As It Gets. One went to LA Confidential. And they did win two Oscars. So, they did get some recognition in, in the end. But... I, my hot take, and I'm just going to plant a seed. I think some people would say, hey, you know, in any other year that James Cameron doesn't drop Titanic, maybe it's more monumental and they get more of those nine. I'm wondering if they would have. I'm, you know, I I, I know this is a good film and we'll get into it, but, you know, I, I'm I'm not convinced. It's a good film, but even nine surprises me. Nine, like nine also seems... surprises me, and I don't mean that totally as a slight, but it's like I don't know. I'm I if it had won like eight of the nine or something, I think I would have been floored. So I, I guess I'm just trying to drop a seed that maybe this film didn't live up to what it did. But we'll get into that. I will say any of the any of the categories that you listed, the Titanic one. Had Goodwill Hunting beat out Titanic, I would be boycotting the Oscars. 100%. Like I, I, there's none of those that I look right. at and go, ah, right. maybe that should have gone to Goodwill. No, right. no, of course not. Right. Which which two did it win? Uh, it won Best Supporting Actor and Robin Williams. Yes. Okay. And it won the so Ben Affleck and Matt Damon got a coat like they co won it. Um, for the best original screenplay. And okay. this actually leads well into my next question. Um, the Matt Damon was the... Well, I'll, I'll get into that at the end. Matt Damon became the fourth person who was nominated for both an acting Oscar and a writing Oscar in the same year. So, he, obviously, he wrote screen, the screenplay for this film and acted in this film. And so, obviously, his nominations for both were in the same year. Can you list the other three persons who who had f- accomplished that feat? So they got Oscar nominated in the same year for acting oh, and for screenplay writing. And I'll give you some options. 
So Who, yeah, who's who's starred in movies that they've written? Uh, okay, yeah. yeah, hit me with options. So I'm going to give you a slew of five options and three of them, remember? So Matt Damon was the fourth. So three of these coming names are correct. Okay. If that makes sense. Okay. Charlie Chaplin. Oh, shit. Okay. Orson Welles. Oh, God. why? Okay. I mean... <laughs> And then someone actually from this decade. Hey, come on. Kenneth Prana. Ew, for for Orient Express, I'm guessing. Sylvester Stallone. What? And Quentin Tarantino. Three of those five had also been nominated for both acting okay. and writing in the same year. Well, Tarantino appears in things, but to the best of my knowledge he appears in things to the extent of like Peter Jackson gnawing on a carrot <laughs> in Lord of the Rings. I mean, a little bit more, but I get your point. Yeah. He's not getting an Oscar nom for his acting. So that's sure. out. That's bullshit. well, okay. No, 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 well. no, no. Screw that. And screw you for including that. Um, uh, Sylvester Stallone. I don't even know if the man has an Oscar. I mean, I, I maybe mean, for I, Rocky. I remember it's not, it's an Oscar nomination for both. Doesn't necessarily mean yeah. they had to win, but they were nominated maybe. in both the he's same year. He's definitely got, but I don't know if he wrote Rocky. I mean, I imagine he did. I, uh, he didn't direct it, but I imagine maybe he, he's definitely a producer on it. Like you, you think of Rocky and Sylvester Stallone and, so, and sort of that franchise and mm. you don't see him just as a lead. He's just like, like. Part of the i part of the DNA mm-hmm. of Rocky is you know it's like Ryan Reynolds and Deadpool, sure right it's it is his franchise, um, hmm. So maybe maybe for Rocky, there's three others. You said I'm looking for three. You're looking for three in total, and you listed five. Yes. So you eliminated okay. Quentin Tarantino. So that means right. you have to so eliminate, need to eliminate one, more. one more. I think Sylvester Stallone, maybe. Okay. Um, Kenneth Branagh <laughs> for Orient Express is interesting. And it's a weird name for you to just come up with. <laughs> what were the other two? Uh, Charlie Chaplin, Orson Welles. I don't know that Orson Welles wrote anything. Mm. In his heyday, he was certainly the most well-known and popular actor. Um, and in fact, earlier today, yes, I was listening to the War of the Worlds broadcast. Oh no um, way! Yeah, that's neat. Um, hmm. I'm going to Charlie Chaplin. Did he? Yeah, he was. I mean, he wrote stuff kind of <laughs> i'm gonna eliminate orson wells but not conf- i'm okay i'm eliminating tarantino confidently sure and i'm eliminating orson wells not so confidently okay okay so i mean i don't know how to award this so i'll, I'll kind of go and then i'll also go Oh. <laughs> so, oh my goodness you got something that's I so much better i love I that that I, is incredible 
Uh, okay, so Charlie Chaplin was one. Uh, for The Great Dictator in 1940, he both uh, got a nom for acting and writing. Um, okay. Sylvester Stallone. This shocked me. I guess I just didn't realize what he was, uh, his accomplishments were. But yeah, for Rocky, he got a yeah. nom for acting and writing. Okay. Okay. And I'm, I knew this one. So I did not, not take Brana. a. F- What's that? Not Braun. Not in the same year. Not not in the same so, year. He's been directing. All these else, names, yeah. um, uh, Kenneth Braun at least, has been nominated for both, just not in the same year. So it's got to be Orson Welles. It is. Again, he, there's no way Tarantino. No, 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 no. Tarantino is just solely for screenplay writing. Uh, yeah, Orson yeah. Welles, if you remember, he directed, wrote, and was the lead star in Citizen Kane in 1941. So he, it was Chaplin, Welles, and Stallone making right. Matt Damon the fourth to be both nominated for acting and writing in the same year. Citizen Kane. Mm-hmm. We just, it's because we haven't gotten to 1941 <laughs> in our... It'll be interesting to see, like, we'll keep going, We've obviously. talked about that. When do we stop? And like, when, I think when we'll do know. the years become so obscure? Yeah, like, I think we'll know when it's like, all right, we each have, like, one voting option, I and mean, it's like... We'll d- yeah, we'll definitely drop back down to like two and then <laughs> one vote per per year. Right. For sure. Uh but yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Right. Yeah. So we had one voting option this week and it was old yeller, and uh, let's get to it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. The only thing I'll we say to wrap to, we had we had to <laughs> we had to uh we had to exclude all other options from that year just because <laughs> no one wow, cared. they were all so full of like racial slurs <laughs> and like nothing had aged well. It was you get back far enough and you're like, uh, none of these films are politically correct right. enough for us to go anywhere near. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh. Uh anyway, Matt Damon, Ben Affleck became the youngest and second youngest people to ever win an Oscar for screenplay writing. Matt Damon was twenty seven, Ben Affleck twenty five, which is just Incredible, like good for them. Um, both younger and more accomplished than we are now. I didn't want to say it, but I was thinking it, yeah. Um, and the Harvard connection for this film apparently, Ben Affleck's parents, or at least father and stepmother, worked as custodians at Harvard University. Ah, okay. And I know this took in the movie took place at MIT, but for whatever reason, I'm bringing up Harvard, Matt Damon who, according to Wiki, never didn't graduate from Harvard, but he was at Harvard for a period of time anyway. And he started writing this film for one of his final assignments in a screenplay writing class. Um, oh. And I think it changed quite a bit from like then to when they were making the film. I think the only thing that was like verbatim the same was when right. Will met Robin Williams. But um, right. And then the last thing, the... Uh, Toronto connection for this film, although some things were filmed in Boston for some of the outside loca- locations, many of the interior shots were filmed actually at various parts of the University of Toronto, standing in for MIT. Yep, I did know that. I did not. I thought that was cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, how do we break mm-hmm. into this? <sighs> I don't know. I can tell you what I like. I can tell you what I dislike. I, I can... do have that. Like, I did, this is, I don't always do that, but for this film, I did divide it into pros and cons. Yeah. Yeah. There are some things that I think are great. And then there's some stuff where I'm like, eh. Can I say, can I lead off with a hot take and then we'll break into it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I, th- I was thinking this when I was watching this film. 
I think there's some things that definitely aged well. And then mm-hmm. some things that felt a little lukewarm now that I've watched it after all these years. And that could be the context of, you know, at the time it was more original. And then since then, maybe some similarities have come through. Mm-hmm. But I will say 100% the things that have aged well, or at least still are just rock solid and this incredible pieces of film. Any mm-hmm. scene with Robin Williams in it just drives oh, yeah. this film. And then any scene where he's missing, that's where I'd start questioning like, oh, yeah, there's something missing here. I know his character doesn't make sense that he's in this film, so it's or in every scene of this film, so it's not a critique, but there's just a different different level that this film goes to every scene that he's in. You know my favorite moment in this movie, and it's not just because I think it's a great moment, but because I have um, some behind-the-scenes insight for? Ooh. It's the Which... very last shot. Oh! When... <laughs> When Robin Williams is reading the note, I got to see about a girl. Right. And he says, son of a bitch, he stole my line. Yeah, that's so So good. in the script, so it's a great moment, but in sure. the script, Robin Williams reads the note, smiles, and then goes in the house. He completely improvised that line. It was oh never in the script. Gosh, that's yeah. so much and it's better. So, it's so golden. It's so good. And that's one of the reasons. It's one of my favorite. It is my favorite moment because A, it is such a great moment. It's such a great line. But also because it showcases the mm. genius and craft mm-hmm. of Robin Williams. Right. Yeah. The genius and craft. And now, like, every time I see him on screen now, I just always am curious. I'm like, is this exactly how it was on the script or is this oh, improvised? Like for everything. Ass- assuredly never. <laughs> assuredly, yeah, right. Assuredly never. Right. Yeah. And, like I, I think I think I also read somewhere once that the story he tells about her about his wife farting oh, is yeah. compl- is completely improvised, which is why Matt Damon's laughter in that <laughs> scene is so convincing is because right. it's genuine because it's him mm. genuinely reacting to robin riffing right on the spot yeah yeah hmm. so i mean the man's a legend he is he is yeah so what do you want to know well should, do you want to start with cons and then we can follow up with the good well so like is this a movie you enjoy um, you put it on. You put it on the list. I did. You know, I think I put it on the list. I put it on the list for a few reasons, to be honest. Uh-huh. Uh huh. This won't be the first, but I'll definitely give a shout out to a uh, friend of the show, Ben Sumner. I know it's a good favorite film of his, and he's uh, like at times we'll just he'll share movie clips with me, and he's like, "Yeah, movie clips from this film," and I've seen this film before, so I was aware of it. Like I knew the the good parts, and I knew how popular it was. So. I that's kind of why I put it into the mix. I was like, you know what? Who knows if it'll win, but if it does, it'll be an interesting conversation. And so I, I've seen it a couple times, not recently. And so I, I wasn't really sure how it would live up for me. I wasn't sure if it would just meet expectations, exceed expectations. I've This is a movie that I YouTube a lot of clips for. So a lot of scenes were familiar because I've YouTube, YouTube them, YouTubed them recently. Um but I wouldn't say I grew up with this or it's my favorite film or it's in my top 20. He doesn't share movie clips with me. 
<laughs> I mean, not every day. He's a busy guy, but just on occasion. And and I'm I've known the guy longer. Well, I mean that's true. I'm sure he likes you more. I. I don't you know, think it's that's not a con- true. It's not a contest. He likes us both equally. <laughs> he's not our dad. I mean, he he should be. I'm not convinced if why because he's he's not old enough. No, not even a bit. But I think like he's the he's a cool dad. Like he's always like, hey, I made this boat and I'm like going out in the wilderness and hunting some elk for supper. Yes. Um, I don't know why he's this a- has turned into the Ben Sumner parenting show, but I also <laughs> I, <don't know>. <laughs> I also would not want to. He's a, he he seems like a great dad. Um, oh yeah, and I've seen him parenting, and mm. and he's a great dad. Um, sure. And he's a big Green Day fan, and I'm a big Green Day. Oh, fan. I don't I didn't yeah. even know that. That's interesting. Yeah, well, well I knew I better. knew about you, um, not about Ben. But and him and I have gone fishing. We went cat fishing, catfish fishing. Yeah, so, that checks out. I believe it. Chew, chew on that. Um, yeah. But but I also wouldn't like if I were his kid. I also wouldn't want to get on his bad side. Not because he's like, not because I think he's going to like, you know, I don't think he's like an, an angry, aggressive guy by any means. He <laughs> just like, not. he just strikes me as like, you know, like, you know how you're supposed to have like a healthy fear for your, your parents in <laughs> right. like an authoritative way. Right. I, I would, I feel that with him. There's some people, some friends of mine that I'm like, ah. If you tried to discipline me, I wouldn't be able to take you seriously as, right. a, as your child. Uh, but Ben, I, I would take seriously. I can't I feel... believe how deep into the weeds we're getting into this Ben Sumner episode. But yeah, <laughs> I also don't think he can grow facial hair. Isn't that a thing? I I, I think, think he kind of can. I th- oh, I'm sure he could, but not to the extent that he would like to. I mean, isn't that everyone? That's most of us. Yeah. Yeah. It's okay. Diff- yeah. Anyways, Goodwill Hunting. Anyway, good football hunting. I was familiar with it, had seen it. I knew it was cultural significance, and I've loved and watched different scenes on repeat before. Okay, let me crap on parts of it now. Um, sure, I'll join in, and then we'll follow up with good stuff. Okay. It is... Um, I'll, I'll, I'll... We'll alternate. I'll give you something... Yeah. I'm just going to start small. I'll give you something, you give me something. I'm just going to sure. start small. Yeah, yeah. There are, I understand that it's 1997. Um, sure. But keeping that in mind, this is the same year that Titanic came out. Right. Right. So there's like, you know, like, yeah. Anyways. <laughs> and that this is certainly, certainly a lower budget film. Sure. However, I was a little surprised when I was watching it that there were I'm I'm in the process of buying a new camera. Um I want a new yeah, I want a new camera. And I'm looking at cameras that will help me get kind of a good cinematic looking Ooh, shot. Nice. And um and and I'm comparing a lot of the cameras that I'm looking at to this like 13-year-old Sony Handycam that I have. No, it's a top of the line. Like 13 years ago, I paid $1,500 for it. Hmm. Um, you know, it's a Handycam, like a camcorder, but it takes, you know, DSLR lenses on it. Like it's a it's a serious camera. Hmm. 
Um, and there were a couple of moments, a couple of shots in this movie where I looked at it and I thought, that looks, the framing, the feeling, the picture quality, the depth of field, like just everything, the the level of cinematic this hmm. is on par or subpar to what I was achieving 13 years ago <laughs> when I got my new Sony Handycam. Okay. Hmm. It's just, it feels like a student film. It's shot like a student film. Hmm. Um, and I think that gives it some charm in a way because yeah, it's like, it's true. like young, rough Matt Damon and young, rough Ben Affleck really just trying to like cut their teeth on the industry. And, and this is really a make or break it kind of film for them. Like the fact that they've landed Stellan mm. Skarsgård and, and Robin Williams is a yeah. freaking feat yeah. of miracle here. Mm-hmm. Right. This is this is the film that's either going to put them on the map or it's going to screw them out of Hollywood forever. <laughs> yeah. Um. And and so it 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 the the lower feeling production, the rough around the edges kind of cinematography does give it a bit of charm in that sense. Hmm. Um. But in one or two sense, in one or two scenes, that charm. It, it goes a little too far, and that charm becomes me looking at it going, what monkey did you have <laughs> shooting this scene? Mm. Because it looks bad, hmm. and, you know, and my in 2022, I could shoot a better scene on my cell phone. Hands <laughs> down could shoot. No, I mean, that's, you know, that says a lot about the cameras that we have on our phones now. Of course, of course. But still, you know, hmm. it's still, at its at its point, they still would have been using s- cinema cameras worth tens of thousands of dollars. And it's not like, well, it's just a victim of the time in which it was made. Right. Because Titanic came out that year. Right. Now, Titanic's a much bigger, you know, yada, yada, yada. Yeah. Uh, but but 35 years prior, Sound of Music came out. <laughs> you know, 50 years prior, The Wizard of Oz came out, and some shots in that feel more cinematic than what you'd be giving me right now. Interesting. So Interesting. That's, that, is my, that is my slap it, slap it upside the face number sure. one. Sure, sure. Um... Okay, I'm going to bounce off a little comical one and then I'll get into a I'll bounce one back to you. So, um Ben Affleck's tracksuit was a con for me. I, I couldn't get past that. I uh Don't be hating. I I know it was You're hating. times baby, but boy that that thing did not. You're hating. I am. Okay. You're uh, hating and when we get to our pros, I will have a counter argument for that. Oh, okay, spicy. Uh, I think I found this film a little heavy-handed, and I think this falls into the category of maybe for the time it was original, and then maybe since then there's been some things that have had the same tone that have kind of been in the same category that maybe has oversaturated me as a viewer, and then when I go back to this, I go, oh, I've seen this enough, but 
regardless, I found a little heavy-handed when I watched this film from beginning to end. Just scenes, and this is an example, but like scenes where they're at the Harvard bar and there's the kind of preppy jerk who's like really going out of his way to show how smart he is. And then Matt Damon really goes out of the way um, to impress the girls by kind of retorting and saying like academia knowledge of things to kind of counter this guy. And I like, it's interesting and it shows how smart our character is. I get it. But in the other hand, it seemed a bit lame. Like I just, it didn't seem very realistic. Like it just didn't seem in the real world, even at a preppy Harvard bar, when people are a few drinks deep, I'm not sure if they're going to be getting heavy into this or they're just going to be calling each other swear names and like pushing and shoving a bit and like hitting on girls. I could be wrong. Oh, I don't know. Pretentious I, MIT students? I'm, I don't know. I, I like, listen, I could be wrong. I, I didn't go to an Ivy League school. I've never been to a Harvard bar. So maybe like, maybe, maybe there's a touch of realism. Like maybe this is based on an actual story that like the Matt Damon witnessed when he went to Harvard. I don't know. But when I watched it, it just seemed a bit heavy handed or even just even like Will's character flaw about like not wanting to take the first step and being afraid to commit and not wanting to open up, which is very real. Like that's a very real human condition and experience and i get that but just it's felt a little drawn out like from the beginning to the end of the film i'm like okay i get it we all understand what his flaw is you don't need to slap us across the face of it like i'm kind of getting tired of it as a story Mm. progression i kind of want to move past that and move on from it and obviously they do but it like i could have done without maybe another 15 or 20 minutes of that character flaw it just it felt like it had accomplished its point so just different things like that where i felt it was a maybe a little heavy-handed and it was probably more original at the time but since then maybe we've seen other material that made me go okay i've had enough Mm -hmm. yeah you were talking about certain moments being like oversaturated mm-hmm. um and that that scene in the in the bar that you're talking about yeah reminded me it felt like it gave me really strong vibes of um robert downey jr in the judge what where when in a bar he oh. has this kind of like there's some now oh. they're like drunk hicks that are gonna right. and he's like spewing right state law or something <laughs> Sure. Right. Um, but it was it was very similar. Hmm. Interesting very connection. Similar. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What yeah. is your your next point? My next con is really maybe my only other serious con. Sure. Um and it's it's just, but it's because it's a big one, I think. Okay. They introduce a really interesting concept. In that that? you have this genius um, custodian Hmm. who is solving these problems at night Mm -hmm. and is, quote unquote, wasting his potential. Sure. And I don't feel like they take it far enough. Hmm. Um. Because, like, all of a sudden they start trying to get him to, like, not waste his potential. Yep. And I just think it would have been interesting. Like, you know, ultimately, we don't want him, we don't want him to achieve the potential that Stellan Skarsgård's character wants him to achieve. Because <laughs> sure. the moral of the movie is that you don't need to. 
mm-hmm. that just because you're just because you have this gift doesn't mean that you owe it to the world to apply it in you know in xyz slots type mm-hmm. of thing um you know that he finds and now he he some of this is bs and he has to come to terms with that but like he does find you know it 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 physical going out there and slaving work is is honorable work oh yeah it's honorable work mm-hmm. um and just because he's just because he's got these smarts doesn't mean yeah, it doesn't mean that he needs to work for some for the government or some massive corporation and and be a sellout mm-hmm. to to whatever. He doesn't need to go for the money. Hmm. Um, but I just don't think they take it far enough. And I think I would have liked to see, you know, the furthest he gets pushed is he goes to a couple of interviews and he sits in the room in a room with with what's his face a couple of times and solves some issues, so, solves some math problems and yep. writes some formulas and whatever. Yep. Yep. Um, but I think I would have liked to have seen him become more of the monkey in the the traveling circus type of thing, hmm. where he does that make sense? Like uh, he doesn't. He never really is put in a position where I'm truly believing the fact that he's miserable in this pursuit, in this forced-on-him pursuit of academia. Hmm. Right? Where he, like, like, I would have almost liked to have seen him end up in one of these jobs working for the government. Okay. Yep. Um, and then hating it. Right. Finding out for and himself then, that he hates it. I think it would have just created bigger conflict. Sure. Versus everyone um, telling him like you will be upset or you know, Robin Williams saying yeah, don't and, force this upon him, letting him find out for himself. Okay. Yeah. So I think for me it's it's the movie is a bunch of like really interesting concepts stitched together, sort of Frankenstein together. Mm-hmm. Um but at times it feels to me like it's lacking coherency, like, mm. or like a real strong sense of what the story is. Mm. Um, cause, cause it kind of starts setting all of this stuff up. Like he's, you know, he's solving these problems at night. Maybe I would have liked that mystery to have gone on a little longer. Cause that was sure. that's a fun dynamic. Yeah. That's um, true. and so there's that stuff. And then, you know, and and we kind of only get a little bit of that. And then there's his romance, but we kind of only get a little bit of that. And then there's the stuff with him in therapy, but we, we like you said, we don't get a lot of that. And then we get, you know, and it's just like, by the time we're in the third act of the film, I'm like missing, I'm like, man, nothing really ever came of the fact that he was a janitor solving these mysteries at night. Hmm. And like, you know, yes, it led to where we are, but we just, we just kind of move so fast. We just kind of like, I feel like that maybe the movie tries to cover too much ground Mm. in, in the two hours and 20 minutes that it is, Hmm. you know? Yeah. I don't know. It's hard, it's, it's hard for me to put my finger on it. And I'm realizing that now that I'm, you know, trying to put it in words. Yeah. Um, but it, 
it does a lot of things well, mm-hmm. but it does too many things well. And so it, it, it nothing, so many of the plot points in this movie, I feel like don't have enough room to breathe mm. and, and develop enough. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think I, I'm going to piggyback on this before I go on my next point. I, you know, I think there's some interesting things because I feel like the old, like, I feel like everyone has heard this kind of, it's like kind of like the great, with great power comes great, great responsibility, just in a different flavor where that's being jammed down Matt Damon's neck for the majority of this film, where it's like, you have this special gift, you owe it to the world, not just to get a desk job with the government, but to do great things and maybe sacrifice other happinesses. Like, you owe it to the world. And so I, I think, yeah, like, maybe there was a bit too much time spent on that. And I thought it was an interesting spin on that. Like, it's kind of similar, but when Ben Affleck says, you know what, you don't owe it to the world in general, you owe it to me to do something special because, I, you know, I this is who I am. I'm working here every day, but you have a chance. Everyone would give like cut their arm off to give, have the chance that you have. So you better damn well use it. And so I thought that was a bit of a different spin. I guess it's essentially the same thing. Like both are propelling someone into something where they might not be happy, but it's your obligation to society. And so either of those, I thought one was a little bit more of a unique take, but similar spins. And then you've got the Robin Williams spin where it's like, you know what? You have a gift, but find your balance of, you know, where, what are you happy with? You know, you got to find your balance of maybe doing something productive with it, but not necessarily selling out and losing every happiness in life just to become the next Einstein or being someone famous. And, uh, yeah, I, you know, I don't know if I have a problem like you do, but I definitely see that uh, of the three things that I kind of paid attention to that I just described, most of the movie was dedicated to kind of the cliche one. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, it is what it is. This is a very nitpicky. My next point: the romantic chemistry of Skyler and Matt Damon. I had a problem with. It just really didn't jump off the screen for me. It felt pretty forced at times, and you know, of what we saw, like she wants him to move out to Berkeley with him, and he kind of wants to call her back, or he kind of wants to, and he doesn't at first because of his, um, like his flaw of not wanting to open up, but it just. I guess just from what we've seen, like, all we see is the occasional, like, her going out and laughing and having a couple beers. And, you know, like, nothing really kind of convinced me. Like, I've I've been more convinced in the notebook of romantic relationships that I'm like, these people belong to each other and, like, just silly things than Hollywood and cinema that I go, I'm more convinced than I was with these two. And I... I don't know if it's the actor who played Skylar. I'm not sure if it's Matt Damon's fault acting, or I'm not sure if it's the way it was what we were shown from screenplay perspective. I'm not sure, but just at the end product, I just wasn't really convinced with. Yeah. Which again, I mean, yeah, it's hard to say, right? It's like, it was, it was a romance in a, in a film that is not a romance film. Sure. Yep. And so it's like, at times, it feels shoehorned in. Sure, it feels like it's yeah. there. Yeah, as a necessary plot point to give Matt Damon's character one more thing. <laughs> right, one more wrinkle. Yeah, um, yeah. Can I also I... don't know. Like, I think, 
I think it would be fair to assume that sometime in the year or two after he moves out to be with her, that they break up. It's very possible. You know, and that it's not so much about him getting the girl, but it's more about him taking that action. Yep, 100%. Breaking free of, of Brooklyn. For sure. Or um, and, and, of of Providence or Boston or wherever he was living. Boston, yeah, 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 Boston, not Brooklyn. But, but the chance, yeah, giving the fact that he opened up and gave it a chance, whether it works or not, is yeah, and yeah. that's you know just that he left. Yep, yep, that he left, and yep. that he's gonna chase after something that he wants. Um, yeah. you know, that's that's more of I think the point of that. Sure. Yeah. No, that's that's fair. Um. Do you have any more cons to add? No. No, I mean, not really. I mean, yeah, yeah. yeah. Here and there, but nothing that, I, yeah. you know, is worthy enough to make a cons list. Sure. I have two things to quickly skim over. Uh, Danny Elfman alert. I know this probably raised your antennas. Hardly, though. <laughs> I didn't have a problem with this soundtrack, but it definitely wasn't an amazing soundtrack, so... But it also wasn't an amazing Danny Elfman soundtrack. Like, no. where, like, you know, give me something. Not everything he does needs to be spooky. <laughs> but even the stuff that he does that isn't spooky is like, like otherworldly. Mm. And this just wasn't. Like, there were <laughs> moments where I was like, oh, this could be like a, a um, Oh, who's the guy that did stuff like? Hang on, let me look it up here. Yeah, yeah, for sure. He's the guy. He's the guy that you would picture having done like Beethoven and Dennis the Menace and like, huh. um, not Home Alone because we know who Home Alone is. Right. But, you know, the same kind of like you know maybe did a, like a lot of John Hughes type of. Oh, sure. Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, who did Who did Beethoven? Because <laughs> Beethoven is a John Hughes. Is it? Hmm. Uh, written by, anyways, yeah. Hmm. Uh, Randy Elderman. <laughs> what else did Randy Elderman do? Triple X, Dragonheart, Beethoven, <laughs> Beethoven Two. Okay, well, that, well, that was a poor example, but sure. well, <laughs> it just it didn't stick out to me as di- like I think most of the time. Okay, yeah, like Kindergarten Cop and <laughs> Shanghai Noon and Ghostbusters Two and The Mask and mm. you know, sure. Um, and so I just it didn't stick out to me as as something that I could pick out as being Danny Elfman, mm. and that's something that I would typically pride myself on. Hmm. Um. And so, yeah, it just it it felt it felt like it lacked, you know. Yeah. It'd be like if it'd be like if ACDC released a country <laughs> album tomorrow. Sure. And you'd be like, okay, well, I guess that's them. Right. But you know, <laughs> um, my last thing is more of a rhetorical question, and it's the, the relationship I talked about didn't jump off the page with me. It makes me wonder. Are Matt Damon and Ben Affleck good actors? And I think I can say with confidence that I think I like Ben Affleck's acting because I've seen him in more things recently. But I, I don't know if I've watched a lot of Matt Damon in the recent past to definitively say, oh, of course, he's an excellent actor. You know, I The Martian? Yeah, I, I've seen it, but it's been a while. L- listen, I, 
I listen. Okay, I think how will I phrase this? I guess I'll say film is subjective. So I I may go back on this after I rewatch some of Matt Damon's films again with a modern day lens just to determine. But this film has cracked the door open for me to wonder is he a great actor and now I'm going to watch him very critically in everything I watch from for, in the near future. So I guess Saving it's not Private co- Ryan? <sighs> yeah, but he's not even the main protagonist. He's in like a, the last quarter of the film. He's in some great films. That you're like the films you're listing off are good films. I just I'm skept I I'm curious. I'm not going to say hot take he's not a good actor, but this film is We bought has, a zoo? Yeah, again, I've seen it, but it's been a long time, man. I I need Sorry, to rewatch. I'll, some I'll of stop films. listing things. No, these are all good films. Like these are all films I need to watch again. And maybe after I watch one, I'll go. Oh no, it was a blip. Never mind. I'm fine. But I'm curious. I'm curious. Okay. That's fair. Yeah. The first movie I ever saw Matt Damon in was a comedy called Stuck on You, where he's like <laughs> a conj- he's a conjoined oh. twin with. Um, <laughs> Uh, what's his name? What's that actor's name? Uh, oh, hang on, I have it. Right yeah, there. I know who you're talking uh, about. Is it Greg something? Greg Kin- Kiner? Greg okay. Kiner? Um, who was it? Greg Kiner just in something that we watched? Mm, don't think he's in so. as good as it gets. Oh, I think we were talking about as good as it gets. Right. Yeah. Oh yes. Yeah, I think so. Because he plays he plays the the gay neighbor in yeah. as good as it gets. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, okay, cool. Yeah, that was the first thing I ever saw him in. So then when I discovered that he was like actually a serious actor, I was like, oh. Yeah, huh. okay. And then that came out in 2003, and I'm guessing when I saw that movie, it was like no later than like 2005, 2006. Sure. So it was like a long time ago, we're talking. Yeah. That's gross, but yeah, that is- a long time ago. <laughs> okay, I... I, I definitely need to rewatch some of these films. I saw him in the Bourne series when that was my first introduction to him. And since then, right. I think... I my, think that's a lot of people's first introduction to yeah, him. Yeah, and like I think since then, my tastes have changed. But I am looking. There's a lot of notable stuff here. You said like the Oceans trilogy, Saving Private Ryan, The Departed, Ford versus Ferrari. He has a bit of a brief moment in Inter- Interstellar. So, I mean, I guess, you know... I, I I guess I'm not saying I'm not I, like I said I'm not confident enough to say I'm yeah. questioning his acting ability, but I'm he's on I'm on the lookout. That's fair. Yeah. Some pros for me, and it, it, I'll, we can go back and forth if you like. Mine are all I forgot. Stellan Scars Skarsgård was in this. To be honest with you. So I, I appreciated so that. So did Stellan Skarsgård. <laughs> I did appreciate that. Um, all he's my incredible. F- yeah. Like, he's a straight-up force to be reckoned with. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, he's a bit of a sleazy professor, but hey, other than that. But it also made me think of, like, it makes me think of, like, him in the MCU. And I'm like, mm. it just reminds me that there's a Stellan Skarsgård prior to him. Right. Like, Running around in his underwear. It's, I don't know, maybe a bad comparison, but it's like a parent that you're like, and then you find a picture of them from like a, a party they went to when they were a teenager, and you're like, oh, my parent had a life before this. 
Right, and my it's mom was like, hot. <laughs> I don't know about that, but it, it's kind of like this with Skarsgård, where it's like, oh, like he whoa, had whoa, a whoa, career whoa. before the MCU. Are you saying you doubt that my mom was hot? I'm not commenting either way. Because I said I, my mom was hot, and you said, I don't know about that. I just think it's weird that you said it. <laughs> I can acknowledge that my mom was hot. I guess. So you could, Good for her. I, look, I'm not saying your mom... <laughs> I'm just... <laughs> you know, like someday, someday, way down the road, do you yes. hope that you have like a... a 16, 17-year-old son that is like flipping through your old yearbook going... Damn, Dad, you had it going on. <laughs> oh, man. I don't know what to say to that. I mean, who who would have thought we'd be talking about that and Ben's parenting uh, This has been a parenting skills. show today. It's yeah, been, it really has. Yeah, parents and children. Yeah. Uh, okay. So I have got two pros, pros, and they're both the commonality between them, and we can go back and forth here. They okay. are related to Robin Williams in this film. He is okay. the lifeblood that just anytime he was in a scene just enriched it. And they're my walk away favorite moments of him. So there are two of them. I'll, I'll share one and then I'll let you, uh, uh, we'll go back and forth here. Okay. This is cliche. I think everyone loves it, but uh, the bar, the park bench scene, just a lot of stuff goes down where he talks about, you know, does Oliver Twist encapsulate you, Matt Damon, just because you have similar experiences? No, of course not. You may yeah. know love, you may know war, you may, you know, you may know art, you may know these things intellectually, but not emotionally, and that's your character fault. Like you really need to open yeah. up, you really need to go beyond just closing yourself off, but you, only opening to a certain degree. So that that scene is incredible. You Yeah, you you may know you you may know everything about um, you may know everything about Michelangelo and you may have seen the Sistine Chapel in yes. books and read everything about it, but you, but what can you tell me what it smells yeah, like? Yeah, what does it smell there? like? Yeah, I love, yeah. again, I, I like, I think uh, this is a hot take. I said at the beginning, I will put this on my gravestone. The Robin Williams, every scene with him in this film is spectacular and this is one of them this is one of the ones that people watch out of context of the film and just watch it by itself and say wow excellent scene excellent moments that's one of my pros just incredibly incredibly done written and improvised i'm sure uh on robin williams end right two degree two degree oh agreed yep what say you do you have anything to counter anything to put forward uh well i will yeah my last one's a big one so i i yeah. will start by countering your tracksuit comment <laughs> oh um, yeah i think that it's not specifically the tracksuit but i will say that i feel like this movie does a really good job of showing me a culture um that I am otherwise unfamiliar and ignorant to, which would hmm. be like a, a Southern Boston. Right. You know, I don't know if it's like, I don't know what you call the area they're in, the projects. Mm. Mm-hmm. Kind of, you know? Yeah. They're pretty a- excited. They're pretty excited about a pretty shitty car. <laughs> that was the worst car I've in ever seen. In a rough, seen. like, health, welfare kind of sure housing setup. Yep. 
Yep. Probably a lot of crime goes along. Oh, yeah. A lot of drugs happening. A lot of... Um, I'm sure there's a body that floats up here and there. Yeah. Um, But, yeah. And so just... And so I just like, I don't know, I looked at it and I was like, ah, you know, but yeah, he's got this ridiculous tracksuit and his hair is kind of, kind of doing a, a whooshy thing, but he's from Boston. Like, you know, right. I, I don't know. I'm like, I don't know Boston, but I know that Boston, and if you're from Boston and apparently specifically South Boston, if you're a selfie, mm. um, they have a strong sense of identity. They have a strong... Right. Community. Yep. Um, and I feel like this film did a really good job of showing me that and and acting, serving as a window into a world that I otherwise would be entirely uneducated of. Hmm. So that's one of my pros. That's cool. A pretty, yep. sm- a pretty small pro, but I think serves as a semi-adequate retort to your tracksuit. Um, Fair enough. Yeah, I'll you know, take it. I'll take stab it. Stab that you made. Derogatory <laughs> statement. <laughs> I don't regret it. Uh, my other pro, and this is where I'll leave it on, I love the office counseling scene that I got to see about a girl. That scene still gives me goosebumps. I watch it on occasion just where Robin Williams talks about how he slept outside all night to get the tickets, recounts, and there's flashes to this famous Red Sox lore of like the bottom of the 12th. And he, he kind of runs through everything that happened. And then when the- that, which must be, I mean, you're a big baseball guy. Mm-hmm. You're a big baseball guy. And we've I, never talked about this 179 yeah. episodes. We've never <laughs> talked about your affiliation with baseball. Right. Um, and I think that's because I don't fully know it. Right. Like, I'll see you send out tweets, and they're all either retweeting stuff from the Movie Men page or right. getting a little worked up over baseball. Um, and I'll tell you right now, I don't under I, you know, I yeah. played T ball as a whippersnapper. Sure. sure. Not well. Mm. It's um, a hard sport. My, my dad, as, as a you know trying to reconcile the fact that he's made zero connections with his 15 year old son <laughs> and got tickets through work he worked one of those he worked for like mm. a, a cable company but it oh, was like cool. a bigger like a bougie tele it wasn't a cable company it was like a telecommunications company right um and so there were like big you know they like take you take you know you wine and dine your client type of thing nice you know whatever and and you'd get like company tickets Mm. um and so i was like five or six rows up behind the jay's dugout at the at what i will only refer to as the sky dome right um (laughs) for for a jay's game right Uh, and i can't tell you who they were playing i can't tell you who won yeah it doesn't matter like i have no idea yeah um but I know nothing about baseball, with the exception of the two things that I mentioned and the fact that, and maybe mm. maybe you're the tree that I need to be barking at here. <laughs> about five years ago, mm. 
I made a solid attempt. It was summer, and oh. pretty much all summer long, I made a really solid attempt. Wow. I tracked down a glove. Oh, wow. I tracked down a ball. Nice. I tracked down a bat. <laughs> and I wanted nothing more than, I don't know, I don't know how many you need, but I wanted, I wanted nothing more than to track down like 10 people. Wow. Who also had a glove, and maybe, <laughs> you know, we'll get one or two more balls and one or two more bats. Sure. And a helmet or two. I Who knows? <laughs> no, maybe a hockey um, and I just And I just wanted to go to, like, one of the town's ball hmm. diamonds. Interesting. And just have an afternoon. Like, just, you know, we'll go, you know, we'll go at noon, go at 1 p.m., and we'll play till 5 and I just wanted to go have like a day of baseball, just friends, nothing, none of this, like, you know, none of the little extra intricate, like, I don't know if there's like, you know, you're playing like hockey and you just want to play hockey with your friends and right. and you're not messing around with like offside and shit like that. Oh, you're sure. Just, uh, you're just playing hockey. You're there. Right. Yeah, to play. Um. Yeah. And so and just that kind of like, like family right. reunion, small town style game of baseball right. and i wanted to play i wanted to do that so bad so bad and i couldn't find i couldn't i couldn't rope people together i couldn't make it happen interesting um, you know and maybe yeah you know you, yeah you've got a cooler full of uh, pop and and someone's got you know and maybe like at some point you get someone who's got like a little coleman whatever and you get some hot dogs going <laughs> for dinner and you like who you know, who knows <laughs> But, and it is, it is, like, it's kind of funny, but also, like, hmm. what a great afternoon that would be. That does sound nice. I mean, a it's- Saturday afternoon? Like a couple feet of snow out right now, so, I mean, that sounds- Well, yeah. What you're describing sounds amazing, alternatively. Yeah. But, like, I just, I think that would be an absolute blast. An absolute, because I want to play baseball. I haven't played baseball <laughs> since I was a kid. <laughs> and I don't want to play baseball enough to like join something. Of course, you just want a day out, a day. I just want a day. I want to swing to at the in. ball, and I yes. want to try to steal third, and I want to, you know, like I want to, <laughs> I want to do some of those things, right? That you, that is hard to just do, right. right? If if I have a hankering for bowling, I'll just go. Right. I'll just freaking go bowling. Sure. Um. You know, if I, and I have, like, I've got connections, I can play volleyball just about any time I want. And so that's Ooh. nice, because not everybody's got yep. that. No. I can play volleyball just about any time I want. Soccer is, you know, soccer, you kind of, like, kick it around with You just people. need a you can pile kinda... of grass and a ball, yeah. Yes, soccer, yeah, you need, like, maybe some sticks, a ball, and you and three others, maybe two people sure. per team. And you yep. can kind of get a, a half-assed game of soccer going. Yeah. But baseball is just one of those, like, you need infielders and outfielders, and you need... Well, not even. I would say, this is what I would say you would need. <laughs> I think you need five to six people per team for okay. a for a whatever game. How many are typically on a team in baseball? Uh, nine if you include the pitcher. Okay. Oh, right, the pitcher. Okay. Mm -hmm. Six, and then you need what? You need, I don't even think, I don't think, okay, yeah, five to six, maybe seven. Sure. Because you're going to you have a pitcher. Two. Yep. Yeah. You're going to have a pitcher. Mm -hmm. You're gonna have three basemen, yep, and two to three guys out in the field. Sure. I don't think you need a back catcher. Oh, I don't no. think you need 
any of that crap. You don't need an umpire. <laughs> you don't need right. any of that. Right? And then just and then that's perfect. And then the other team is just is just batting. Mm. Mm. Man, man, I want to make it happen. <laughs> Anyways. Maybe we'll have like a movie men league. <laughs> you know. We'll get jerseys done up. Are they called jerseys? No. What yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah, are of they? Okay. Yeah. I don't know. Well, I don't know. In no, baseball, no, yeah. You know, yeah. it's like a bowling shirt. It's not your bowling oh, jersey. Oh, true. Yeah. Yeah. No jerseys. Yeah. Okay. Oh, that's good. Um, but reason we started talking about baseball, Robin Williams describes that, and it is a true event. Uh, I'm not up to date on Red Sox lore, but it is a true thing. It, it did happen, so it wasn't, you know, fictional. But Robin Williams spent all this effort to get these tickets, sleeping outside, stayed for the, uh, talking about the whole game, eluding, the, making us think that he stayed for the whole game. And when Matt Damon says, did you, did you rush the field when the Red Sox won? Like, where were you? And he says, no, nah, I, I wasn't there. And Matt Damon says, you missed the game. You missed the game to, to see a girl that you hadn't met? And Robin Williams says, yeah, but you should have seen her. She was a stunner. And when he just talks about how he slid the ticket across the table to his friends and said, sorry, guys, I got to see about a girl. Just magical. And you know, it goes. He goes into talking about loss and you know not having regret and all the different trials that he went through, but just the magical moment of how he met this woman and how special he she was to him. Just a a magical scene to me, and it, that helped. Also, up. to his credit, he he says, you know, I also didn't know that it was going to be a legendary game. Yeah, it's very, like, very. Also, you know. To That's be fair, tro- I also didn't realize it was going to be. Which is the problem with with sports, in in a nutshell. Sure. Because like, if you say that's ins- not the only issue, but <laughs> but if you say insert a- Green Day is not my thing, but if you insert Green Day as an example and you say, hey, Brady, I've got these insane good tickets at Green Day for this concert. They're a thousand bucks each, though. Should we go? And you know, yes. you never know exactly what you're going to get, but you can say, okay, I like Green Day. No, you do. Well, but you, to a degree, you know what I mean? Like, you never know. Maybe they have a bit of food poisoning that day, so it's not their best concert. But to yeah, a nutshell, whatever. you know, you're going to get an experience. You like the band. You know the product. You, you know, it's a yep. pretty safe bet to say, okay, I personally want to spend a thousand bucks on this. Let's do it. Yeah. With a sporting Which event. I, like I've come close to doing. Sure. And I, like you alluded to, I'm a huge baseball fan. And there's yep. moments in teams' histories that I follow that if someone said, would you pay a thousand bucks in hindsight, knowing what happens in that game, I'd scale, I'd go, of course I would. But right. Do you buy Do you it, buy season's tickets? I do not. I'd live too far away, and uh, I think I would someday. But like, what is what is the average price? Like, if you wanted to, if you were going to head to Toronto, I for the day and just see a Jays game. I think for the day you could. Actually, I don't know. That was pre-pandemic. Pre-pandemic, I think you could go with a couple people and you could get like some nosebleeders tickets and, you know, maybe go for like 20 or 30 a piece, maybe. I don't know. Bucks? Yeah, I think so. Not oh, including travel commute or if you want any drinks. I- I'm totally spitballing. Over, yeah, this is three years ago. And yeah, if you, it's and... like $100 if you want a glass of beer. Can we uh, Can we do that? You'd want to go to a Jace game. Absolutely. Interesting. But yeah. just because it's like, you know, it's it's like it's the same as, you know, I'm happy going to 
I'm happy going to Super Bowl parties. Right. I don't yeah. give two shits about football. I really don't. <laughs> but there is there is an energy and there's the 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 team <laughs> right. spirit and there's the food and there's, you know, whatever. So yeah, right. like to go and sit in a stadium and see the game happen and hear the crowd cheer and spend mm. the day with you. Yeah, I you know, for 20, 30 bucks, absolutely. I was thinking you were going to say 100 bucks and I was still down. I, I mean, was still like, oh, okay. I yeah, haven't we'll looked since post-pandemic. So actually, I know during the pandemic, this is getting in a rabbit hole. The point is, I'm sure we could find reasonable tickets this coming here in on here in ontario it's going to cost you 300 dollars to drive to toronto for the oh my in gas goodness yeah yeah but well i think a a lot of places too yeah but my Uh, point is with sporting events you never know what you're going to get so you could drop a thousand bucks and literally it's the worst event of life or it's something good so i i guess i don't really have a point with that but maybe if you're looking at investing at a good time go for the concert yeah okay just in general We should talk about the movie. Um, (laughs) Hopefully this is, hopefully if you're listening to this episode, you care less about Goodwill Hunting and you're one of the people who just enjoy us and our, our banter. uh, Maybe, maybe the listener is Goodwill Hunting and just wanting to listen to our Goodwill. (laughs) That was rough. Uh, my pro yeah my pro would be like you know what i would say i i typically don't consider myself to be much of an authority on oscars um sure you know i you know nine times out of ten actually pretty much ten times out of ten (laughs) i haven't seen all of the movies in the best picture category sure i'm not you know like I have opinions and I think it's fascinating to look at it all and discuss it. Yep. And it gives yep. me an idea of like, okay, well, what movies from this year have I missed and should I maybe, maybe, you know, put on my short list? Yeah. But, you know, I'm not, you know, whatever. However, the two Oscars that this film won, mm. this is a unique film because I'm like, well, Robin Williams, absolutely. Yeah. It doesn't matter what he's in. Give Oscar, <laughs> give, give the Oscar to Robin Williams. For sure. Um, but the writing, hmm. I think the dialogue in this movie is its biggest pro. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I think the writing, the messages in this movie, the lines, the, the one-liners, the takeaways, and it's everything from, I, I think one of the greatest speeches, one of the greatest monologues, in any movie ever could be in this film and it's Robin Williams talking about the idiosyncrasies of his wife. Mhm. Okay. Yeah. That the little imperfections. Hmm. Right? He's talking about the little imperfections, the weird things. Yep. And he says, "Oh, but that's the good stuff." Hmm. Right? And and those were the things knowing those things were the things that made her my wife. Hmm. And we get to choose who we let into our little world. Weird little world. And so that's that's such a powerful line. Hmm. And and moment, not line, but like moment and message. Um, so that's powerful. 
the the monologue that Matt Damon does when he's explaining to the government, to the G-men, why he doesn't want to be a codebreaker. Hmm. That's cool. And not a powerful moment, really, but it's like, oh, oh no, like, yeah. That is some that is some good writing there. <laughs> right. Um but I think this movie I think this movie and again it's one of the cons because it's like it's it's a pro because they set up a lot of really good concepts and they set up a lot of like really interesting messages and powerful morals. And then they don't ever spend enough time, I feel like, really driving any of those home. And one of mm. them that this film does is the notion that you know, I love the moment and it translates so well. It's a little bit different now with, you know, with the prolificacy of the internet. Oh, yeah. Um, but there's this line where Matt Damon basically, and I'm paraphrasing. Oh, yeah. But yeah. he basically says, in a couple of years, you're going to feel like a real jackass when you find out that there's nothing that your tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of education hmm. taught you that you couldn't have learned from some book. Hmm. And now it's now it's the internet. It's YouTube, right? Yeah, um, yeah. But the idea is the same, and it's something I was talking about actually today with hmm. some friends, hmm. where one of my friends is in the same program but a different pathway oh, as neat. me. Neat. And um, and part of their they're doing a lot of production stuff, and part of that has been learning the software Pro Tools. Oh. Hmm. And I said, I can't imagine paying for a college class hmm. to learn how to use a piece of software hmm. when with the right kind of self-motivation and a day and a half in YouTube, hmm. I can learn 10 times more than I'm going to learn in this class. Hmm from people who know how to use the software better than the professor teaching this program. <laughs> right. <laughs> right? Like with right. the people who who make a living using this software and right. use it day in and day out. Yeah, yeah. And I can get that for free. Right. And there's there's something interesting so the 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 academic 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 dick in the bar that Matt Damon tears apart mm. talks about like, you know, he says his retort is yeah, but I'll have a degree. Mm. And that was something we were talking about today. What is the difference between a degree and knowledge? Hmm. Piece of paper. Yeah. Piece of paper. Mm -hmm. It's not experience. It's not knowledge. It's not skill or ability that mm -hmm. matters at the end of the day a lot of the time. You can be the best at it. Right. Or you can be eh, kind of okay with it and have the piece of paper. Right. Yeah. The, the limitations like, of the system we have, right? Oh, and it's nuts. And so we were talking about it today, and we were like, hey, you know, there needs to be a middle ground. Hmm. There needs to be, like, one step up from YouTube, but, like, a major step down from college <laughs> or university. We're right. like, hey, this is a skill that I can learn from a master class. Hmm. And, and I will take a test afterwards, yeah. I will create a piece of content or or cook a dish or, you know, I will do whatever and submit it to show my ability to use the skills that I've I've 
I'm trying to learn. Hmm. And then, and then I need some sort of, I need to be credentialed for that. Right. Right. Because to spend, like really, to, to, to spend tens of thousands of hundreds of thousands of dollars on two, three, four, five years of school. Now, there's mm. some things, you know, like if you're going to be a surgeon, no, I want you in a, <laughs> you know, in a right. thing, doing the thing. Right. Um, but for a lot of stuff, man, for a lot and of it, stuff, yeah, real estate it, agents, you have to pay to do schooling to be a real estate agent. Sure. Holy shit, man. Like, <laughs> give someone 50 bucks <laughs> and two days worth of YouTube videos yeah. And then have them write a test and and call it a day. <laughs> it's like honestly. It's not a perfect system, right? And I mean you have people doing things for the not the right reasons as well. And you know, I think you have people who want to have some training and want to enrich themselves. But then we live in a system where there's also people who just want to do it to get the piece of paper because that's what's required of them to move on to the next step. And I mean, it's, it's, yeah, I hear you. It's hard. It's like, you know, mm-hmm. there's, there's all these regulations in place for a reason. And then at some point we lost the, to some degree, in some circumstance, if we lost the point of like, this, this is no longer just enriching on the individual level. It's just a system that supports research or supports standardizing some type of accomplishment. But at the end, you know, maybe, we're on an individual point. We're not, we're missing the point, right? We're not actually just yeah. doing something for enriching sake or, we, you know, we're not doing the most enriching thing. It's more just what can we put into a category that gets someone a piece of paper. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, a classmate of mine and I were looking up to see if we could track down the salaries of our professors. <laughs> <laughs> And, w- and we found one. Mm. And last year, this <laughs> professor, who only works for the school that I attend. Sure. Doesn't have any other jobs. Is right. a professor and does a little bit of, of um, does a little bit of work on the, the, the campus radio station. Nice. Right? Like, runs the, ca- like, he's, he's the station manager for the station. Mm-hmm. But I think there's, like, I don't know how much work is really super involved in that. Mm. And last year he made $135,000. Nothing to sneeze at. And that's what I'm paying for. (laughs) Right. I, you know. Like, yeah, at what point am I paying for an education versus paying for someone to get their driveway redone? (laughs) You know, and it's like, ah. So, yeah. anyways, goodwill hunting. I good that's hunting. that is my list. That is that is what I have to say. Cool, cool. You know, I, I, I don't think, know if you have anything else. No, I think just in summary, there's a lot of stuff that is gold, like rich, perfect that is aged well, and then there's some things that are, you know, I I don't enjoy or appreciate as much as maybe people who watched it at the time, and I think overall from beginning to end. Maybe not the best movie I've ever seen, but definitely have some moments that are worth rewatching, sharing with someone saying, hey, check out this scene again. If you haven't watched it in a while, 
it's magic. Yeah, Agre- I, I don't disagree. Yeah. Despite what I said going in, I don't yeah. disagree. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Zero to ten, sir. Goodwill hunting. Goodwill hunting. I gave it a six out of ten. You know what? I I was critical of it, so I didn't give it a horrible score. But I'm not praising it. I'm not giving it an excellent score. So a six out of ten. On my scale, I it's perfectly where it is. If I could watch it on Netflix, which it was on Netflix. If it's on a streaming site I owned already, that's perfect. I do not need to see it in theaters. I do not need to pay premium access to gain access to it. If it's on something that I own already, it's worth a view once in a while. What yeah, this you- did not make a good. This did not make a good theater. <laughs> You'd get a real good view of that track seat, though. So that'd be worth it. <laughs> Maybe see it in the drive-in. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, would you would you give it out of ten? Uh, I give it a 6.8 okay. out of 10. Yeah. Um, I think it's good. I think it's talked about too much. Mm. Okay. You know? Yep. Like, I think it's good, but I I think I could sit and list 50 films that are better. <laughs> sure. Realistically, yep. you know, like if I were to sit and, and rank every film I've ever seen. Sure. I don't know that it would crack the top 50. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. I, you know, I think it's great. I think the it's got a strong cast. There's some incredible moments. Um, there's some stuff that is a little jarring, pulls me out. And I wish that they focused a little bit more on certain aspects of it. But definitely, if you haven't seen Goodwill Hunting, you should... You know, that's, of that's something you need to stroke off your list. Absolutely. I would agree. Yep. 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 What'd you watch this week, sir? I think the only thing... Oh, no, I, I, I watched some more Star Wars. So, okay. I watched Continuing My Journey of Star Wars, where I go 4, 5, 1, 2, 3, 6, 7, 8, 9. I believe last time I had finished off with The Revenge of the Sith and was then so. going on to Return of the Jedi. So I watched... You are my brother, Anakin! <laughs> I watched <laughs> Return of the Jedi, Force Awakens, and The Last Jedi. So I still have one more to go. It's Again, this is fun. You know, it's fun to watch all these films again. I have to say, Last Jedi wasn't as bad as I remembered it. It's definitely not good. Spoiler yeah. alert, when it's Luke, probably my least when favorite. When Luke starts to milk that giant monster I mean, behind listen, your there's mouth awful, start to water. There's awful moments. But there are some good moments. Like the throne rooms throne room scene with Snoke and Kylo That's Ren. Cool. Like, he gets cut in half. Yeah, visually this the the color tone and in the, that scene. And the I fire, love. the the red the red curtains catch fire. Yes. And, and just the yeah, choreography cool. of the fight scene. Like that on itself, there's moments like that that are good. There's moments that are awful, like you said, that are bad. So it's not a great film, but I, I didn't hate it as much when I watched it this time as my point. So I, I do really like the moment right after the throne, like, you know, they, they murdered everyone in the throne room fight <laughs> and, and murdered Kylo, seems. No, it's murder. It, and it's, there was a Ren, fight. What are they supposed to do? Kylo murders Snoke. Yeah, that's, that's not a fight. That was murder. 100%. But the guards, it was a fight. Yeah. And you know what? Um, if you're the supreme leader and you suck and you get like owned like that, I mean, yeah, it's murder, but come on. 
Name someone who has the title Supreme Leader who doesn't suck. <laughs> that's, that's fair, actually. You've got to be one hell of a dick to have <laughs> to have the title Supreme, Supreme Leader. Leader. Yeah, Supreme that's... Supreme Overlord. The Lord. Yeah. Um, so, but they've, they've, they've mercilessly slaughtered um, everyone in that fight. <laughs> and um, and Ky- we realize Kylo, you know, very much in a the ring is mine, Sam, kind of moment, Kylo is like, you know, join me. Yeah. And... Yep. Let's let's do this let's thing. Let's be on the dark side. Yeah. yeah. And and there's this beautiful beautiful shallow depth of field kind of shot of Ray's face with tears in her eyes. Mm. And she just says, "Don't do this." Yeah. And it's and it's so it's such a good moment. Because mm-hmm. she like Daisy Ridley's acting in that moment is incredible. It sells you. You're like, yeah. oh my god! Like, yeah, she's she's heartbroken and she is dreading the conflict that she knows is imminent, hmm. and she's hopeful, but is you know she's hopeful, but she also knows that there's yep. no hope. Yep. Yeah. It's yep. it's it's cool. I think the only other thing I watched then was I started the Andrew Garfield Spider-Man film. So I'm also rewatching oh, that series. Buddy. Watch the first two Tom Hollands, then the three Tobey Maguire's, and then I'm watching the Andrew Garfield's. Then I'm watching the most recent Spider-Man. So I watched, yeah, the, the 2012, the amazing Spider-Man. Talk to me. Okay. <laughs> this is already a long episode, yeah, but yeah. I really don't give a shit. It's, it's our podcast. <laughs> Everyone can piss off. Um, <laughs> Talk to me yeah, yeah. about the romance between Gwen and Peter. Okay, so I don't dislike it, obviously. Okay. Love both okay. actors. I'm not mm-hmm. convinced by it. I'm You're wrong. I, <laughs> there are moments where I'm like, oh, okay, like it's not the best romance. But there's the occasional seed where I need to see the next film before I'm convinced one way or the other. And, you know, there's different moments where Andrew Garfield will say something and then Emma Stone will kind of give a little grin afterwards. And, you know, like that's actually the the closing scene of the film. And like there's little moments where they kind of have this kind of chemistry. I'm like, okay, laying some groundwork. If there's more of this, I'm open to this. I'm not at the point where I'm ready to crown them like you are as the best MJ Peter romance on screen. But love the moment when he reveals himself to her on the yeah. roof. I did laugh at that. I, That's I did, so good. I did laugh at that. I have to admit. Talk to, talk to me about um, about Martin Sheen as Uncle Ben. <sighs> He's okay. Talk to me about Sally Field as Aunt May. She's okay. What? Oh, it's yeah. so good. Yeah. No, I don't dislike them, but... I don't think and 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 like scenes like him figuring out making his web like the montage of him making his web shooter. Sure, but then the 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 moment when he wakes, he first gets his powers, and the rock music starts, and he just smashes his alarm clock. Right. Did that make you laugh? <laughs> there were moments that I did laugh. I yeah. 
I listen. This is going to burst your bubble. I gave the film a five out of ten. Oh my god. Okay. What about even with the mystery of like even this like great uh, subplot of like yeah, Peter's parents? Yeah. It's. I think I wanted a bit more clearly defined by me with this whole mystery. Like, I think I was second-guessing parts of this mystery that ended up like, Peter, myself, Peter, you're overanalyzing it. That's not supposed to be part of the mystery. And, you know, like, and then because that wasn't answered, then I wanted to know more. Like, I... Okay, final question. Did it, did it, did seeing this, seeing this version of Peter and sort of his origin... And, you know, the beginnings of his relationship with Gwen and then his his conflict with Kirk Connors, did that interest you in rewatching to any extent and or um, shed any kind of new light on No Way Home? To a degree. Like now you know who the lizard is. I think, yeah, like some of this I had ideas before. I think I really need to watch the next one to really get the full spectrum of preparing me Right. Okay. For the Andrew Garfield, I you know I gave it a five out of ten because it had equal things. There's things that you mentioned that I did enjoy. There's things that I watched that I went, I could have done without. So it was really split down the middle for me. I think I'm still having trouble getting past the Peter Parker, but dressed as like a popular kid and skateboarding and. Like, just having some elements that I'm like, oh, that's not how I usually picture Peter Parker. So there's some things yeah. that I just, you know, I, I didn't really enjoy or, like, some of the the. Doctor he's still Con- a loner. A little bit, but... Like, he doesn't have any friends. I guess, yeah. I don't know. Some of the mystery... I, I do like there's an origin. In the Tom Holland, we just skip right over that or we don't get it as, as, as in much detail. So there's things that are good about this, but it's it's... I'm skeptical at first. I need to watch the second one to to come up with the decision on how much I like Andrew Garfield here. Okay, final, final question. Yeah, of course. His reaction versus Tobey Maguire's (laughs) to the Uncle Ben death. Like, his acting in that moment. I, hmm. This will upset you. Oh, my gosh. I don't remember it. I oh was God. really upset with how it went down in this movie. Like, it seemed that the way Uncle Ben died was completely unnecessary. That I think I had more issue with that going, Ben, how it's your own fault for getting shot in this scene that more than appreciating the drama of what went down. Yeah, that's fair. Okay. No, I, I could tell you I, I've broken your heart. I am so sorry. No, you're not. Okay. <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah. What did you watch this week? Uh, a, a great many things. Um, a great many things. I watched. I'm trying to go back. I watched the first episode of Peacemaker, which is the HBO spinoff, John Cena spinoff series to mm. the Suicide Squad. Okay. Very funny. Very good. I watched the second um, Final Destination, hmm. which is the Final Destination that is famous for making people ever wary of driving behind a logging truck on the highway. Mm. Um, very good. Hmm. Uh, good in a stupid, tacky, you know what you're signing up for when you <laughs> sit down to watch it kind of way. Sure. 
I watched, um, so I was at the farm last week, um, which is explains kind of the weird, um, it explains why last week's episode was so late mm. and why this episode's coming out at a weird time. Like hmm. it, it was, you know, I didn't have internet. I was like, <laughs> eh. I could right. use my data to try to upload things. Oh, uh, yeah. You know, anyways. Yeah. Um, but I needed it. It was my reading week. And Good. I was like, you know, at. So, anyways, at the farm, we always try to like knock out a series. We'll like mm. find a, a series of films. Last time I was at the farm, I don't know if you remember, I watched. Um, it was in October. And I watched the original and then the two newest um it chose chose the newer timeline of the halloween movies with michael myers okay as the killer um and then in a weird you know i don't know it was it's not october or halloween or anything Hmm. um but i had never seen and we decided we were going to watch the scream movies oh interesting because i was such a big like i'd never seen them but you know i i don't know if you remember but as as like preteens, hmm. that was the most popular Halloween costume. Everyone, when we were kids, was dressed up as Ghostface. Like there <laughs> right, was a yes. there was a point in time where that mask was everywhere. And then there were variations. There was the one with the tongue sticking out. There was the one you could like squeeze the pump. It was like a clear plastic. You could like squeeze the pump, and like blood would you know kind of come down through the face. Mm. Anyways, I I had never seen them. Um, They're pretty good oh really like yeah like the first one comes out in 96 then 97 then 2000 then 2011 Hmm. and then there's one that so we watched the first four and then didn't get around to watching the new one that just came out like a couple months ago um but am going to um (laughs) and they're they are good like Nev Campbell is in them, who you probably won't know because she's mostly only known for the Scream movies. Mm. Um, but Courtney Cox. Oh yes, I thought she was in those. David Arquette. Hmm. Um, and then it varies, but like in you know, for instance, in the first one, we have people like Matthew Lillard. Hmm. You're drawing a blank on. He played Shaggy in like it. the live action. Oh yeah, he showed up here. Um, yeah. And he was like without a paddle and stuff like that. Oh, and Drew Barrymore. Um, yeah, I forgot she was briefly. Drew Bar- very briefly. Very briefly. Yeah. Very briefly. Yeah. Um, Patrick Dempsey. Patrick Dempsey is in one of them. What? Uh, Jada Jada Pinkett Smith. Oh my goodness. Um, who's the guy? He plays. He plays. Uh, Jughead's father in the Riverdale series. But anyways, mm. he's like a he's like a you know, a more known actor. Hmm. I'm trying to think who else was in it that was like, oh, you're like a you're like a big face that I wasn't expecting to see. <laughs> There's like in the new ones, um 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 the niece of Julia Roberts. Emma Roberts? Oh. Huh. Oh yes. Yeah. 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 Emma Roberts is it like like serious names. Um, Interesting, and it's good. Yeah. Like, it's yeah, it's tacky, and then sometimes the dialogue's weird, and the cinematography's weird, and stuff like that. Like, it's low yeah. budget, whatever. Yep. Um, but they're direct. They're all directed by Wes Craven, who's like the guy. He's like, he's like horror film slasher film hmm. icon, right? Like, he's the guy behind the original Nightmare on Elm Street. Like, he created Freddy oh. Krueger and stuff like that. So, okay. Wes Craven is like 
he's like a big deal in this genre. Hmm. Um, and it keeps you guessing. Like, it's a fun mystery. Like, you don't know who the killer is until the end. And, like, hmm. and the killer's different every time. Like, it's a different person behind the mask in each movie. Right. And you never know. And it's always a twist. And you're always, like, very <laughs> caught off guard. But in a bio, in, in, like, each time you're like, no, I buy it. Yeah, hmm. kind of. Okay, makes sense. Sure. Haven't seen the new one. Excited to see it. Um, but, yeah, we'll see what happens. Neat. Continued watching Boy Meets World. Um, oh, yes. That's so good. And then <laughs> hopped on the pop culture bandwagon. Oh. In a television show, an HBO show, that is very good, but very, but very intense. Like is a difficult watch. I don't think you would enjoy it. I think you would appreciate it for what it is. Huh. But I don't think you would like be like I'm I'm hungry to watch the next one. Right. I am watching the Zendaya television show Euphoria. Huh. And it is very good. The first season has 10 episodes in it, the second season has 8. Um, and it is a show, basically the synopsis of it is Zendaya plays a struggling drug addict who has, has had an overdose. She's a pill popper. She's not really, I don't think she's like shooting up heroin or anything, but she like pops pills and maybe does some cocaine. Sure. Um, and, and, you know, is faking her way through rehab and but the show deals with like that it deals with but like depicts there's a lot of nudity nudity in it depicts physical like domestic assault between teenagers young adults depicts um not incredibly graphically but hmm. but also like quite visibly and doesn't beat around the bush or insinuate anything depicts things like sexual assault, like full on oh. intercourse sexual assault. Hmm. Um between like married men married middle aged men and young trans like teenage trans women. Oh like it's it's it is it is nothing if it's not intense. Jeez. Very intense. Hmm. Extremely intense. Euphoria. But really good. But really good. Interesting. Like, is shot really well, has very interesting cinematography, has a very fun color palette, has an incredible soundtrack. Oh my gosh. Incredible soundtrack. And Zendaya is incredible. <laughs> She's she incredible. Is. Like, as an actress, this, I was, uh, I had only, prior to this, I'd only seen her in Spider Man. And I was like, oh yeah, I, she's fun. I enjoy her. She has a fun energy. Mm. No, this series, she is, she is c- gonna blow up hmm. as a as an you know she has a, she has a very bright future and career ahead of her. Hmm. Very bright. Um. Very good show. Very intense. Not recommended for the the faint of heart. Hmm. Maybe give it a try. Maybe give it the first episode a try. Like I said, I don't think you would like it. Right. But I do think you would appreciate it. I do think you would go, this is a really good show. Mm. 
and I hate it, and I, <laughs> right. I don't want to watch it. But it, but it is a really good show. It's really well made. Right. Right. So yeah, that's what I watched this week. I don't think there's anything else. Me. I got a book. I want to tell. Can I tell you? We're not bookmen. No. Yeah. Well, not yet. No, never mind. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> in one cover. Yeah. In in one paperback cover. I got all three Lord of the Rings. Oh, right on. That's cool. Fantastic condition. Neat. Older edition. Sure. Like probably 90s. Very cool. But excellent condition. Very cool. Value Village, two oh, bucks. Oh, beauty. Two dollars. Yeah. Oh. And I didn't previously own them. Like I have two editions. I have a paperback Hobbit and then like a nice leather bound gold leafing copy of the Hobbit. Mm. Um, But didn't have, didn't have a Lord of the Rings. Hmm. So yeah, I'm going to wrap up reading the Hobbit or the, the, the Harry Potter books. And then I'm going to do the Middle Earth. Yeah. Maybe even in, no, it won't be, it won't be in time for when we review them, but. Ooh. But yeah, 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 yeah. So that's that's it, sir. Wrap this up. All right. Well, thank you so much for listening. Check out our socials below: Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Give us a like and a follow. Check out our Patreon page, merchandise page. Helps us support the show, pay the bills. Helps us give you perks back for helping us out. Um, check those out. Thank you to all our top tier patrons. So thank you to Daphne. To <coughs> pardon me, sir. Thank you to Daphne. Thank you to Brenna. Thank you to Andrew. Thank you to Marshall. Thank you to Adam. Thank you to Carl. Thank you, everyone, for supporting us in any way you do, even of a like and a comment. We do appreciate it. Uh, specific shout-outs. We, we kind of gave one to Ben, but here's an official shout-out to Ben Sumner. And I thought it was coincidental that we literally talked about his awesome shed uh, last week. I thought that was very coincidental. And on a cold winter's like night like tonight, it definitely sounds appealing. And I'll give another shout out to Kevin P. Money, a friend of the show. He joined us on our live action Lion King back when we were just young podcasters. And uh, I think he likes this film as well. So very young. Like Very less young. than ten episodes. Less than ten. Though the the young days where we we wondered who listened to us. We you know we like we'd get. I a didn't listen. wonder. It was nobody. <laughs> we'd get like a listen tr- trickling in, and we'd go, "Whoa!" Like, s- did someone like drink too much and accidentally click on our link? Like, what what happened? Yeah. Here? How did they find this? Yeah. Like, what? And you know what? Three years later, twelve thousand downloads. We're we're still here. So, mm, it's more than that, but. It's more than baby. 12, but that's, that's <laughs> you're you're behind the times. Um, I, when I recorded it, it was twelve. Yeah, I just I wanted to uh, small disclaimer. Yes. If you clicked on this, if you clicked on this episode, thinking, "Wow, like an hour and forty five minute discussion about about Goodwill Hunting," that's very exciting. And then you heard just a lot of rambling about baseball. <laughs> And the parenting styles of someone you don't know and have never met. <laughs> and some more about baseball. Mm. And and just a lot of nonsensical stuff. I'm not sorry. <laughs> I'm not. No, it's, it's our show. Mm-hmm. 
entire show. I could uh, uh, next time. I w- I could literally have a whole conversation about why baseball is awesome. We gotta do like uh, we gotta review like Bad News Bears or something. Mm. I, there's or there's some better there's league. some better sporting films for sure. What's that one? What's the one that has um, Brad Pitt? Oh no, who's the actor in it? That's Kevin Costner. No, there's a. Who, which movie are you talking based, about? It's based on a true story. It's a baseball movie. Is it Chadwick Boseman that was in it? I have no idea. Um, <laughs> hang on. Well. We'll, we'll no, no. We'll get you, back you were the, what? Were you? But no. We'll get you're about to end it next week. No, no. Hang on, hang what on. Is, it's going to take half a second. Baseball movie. It is called Forty Two. Oh, oh! I'm so sorry. Yes, the and it has Jackie Chadwick Boseman. Yes, sorry, the Jackie Robinson story. Yes, I was friggin' oh. Harrison Ford is in it. It's a good film. Yes, that it's not is even a good like film. I was like off by a little bit, and you were having trouble figuring it out. I I knew it exactly, and yeah, I uh, I I don't know that I will have to. Yes, sorry, my ignorance. Uh, I I drew a blank. That is a good film. Yeah, well, now I'll never know because I'm not going to watch it out of. Out of <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.